Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. And I'm Jesse, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Holo Holo podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. And I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin Anishinaabeg people. On today's Merienda episode, we partake in calamansé and calamansé cocktails. <laughs> but before we do that, Sigs, it is our last, not only Merienda episode, but it's our last episode for this season four. Yes, we're in July and it is crazy that we're closing up. But I first would like to say many thanks to Chell for stepping in for the yes, last thank two you, episodes. Thank you. Hello, hello, podcast listeners. I got struck by COVID (laughs) July 1st. My wife and I both caught it and our house is a little bit sick. But oddly enough, I always told Kui, I'm like, I'm surprised I hadn't caught it sooner because my daughter's school was like one of the top schools with so many kids in Ottawa sick. But we got it. It was just five days of isolation. My wife had it worse. Oh, no. I was pretty much fine. It was just two days. But, you know, as an adult, if I reach out to those people who are grown ups for kids, it's taking care of everybody and you just, you know, putting everything to the side. But we covered really well. And like by clockwork on the fifth day, I was testing negative and we we're Excellent. all clear. My poor wife has just a little bit of a lingering cough, but it's all good. But we've I'm had glad it. That you're feeling it's better. over. Yes. <laughs> and we, we can get our fourth booster like in September. <laughs> Your fourth booster, <laughs> by yes. September, we'll just stave it off and everything. But bit of a COVID recovery. But many thanks to to the great Chell who provides our music and yes, shared thank you, thank you. about Small Town Pride. Amazing doc, folks. Again, just to plug them, please watch it. It's on mm-hmm. CBC Jam. It is fantastic. I really appreciate them coming in and hopefully I'll get to be in studio with, with them soon in the fall, which is perfect. Can't wait to see them. But I miss you, Kuya. It is July and we barely crossed paths like we talked in late July. We should catch up then, We will right? catch so up big What time. have so you been up to pop culture-wise? This isn't anything new. I mentioned it in a podcast episode two ago. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been watching on Apple Plus, the show is called Loot. It is right. with the wonderful Mile Rudolph, who is a billionaire because her husband cheated on her, so she didn't have a prenup. So she has $86.7 billion, and she figures out a way to be more philanthropic with a foundation she heads up with supporting characters like Ron Funches, Joel Kim Booster, the wonderful MJ Rodriguez, mm. and Nathan Faxon. What is fantastic is episode four, with no, episode four, Five, which aired last week on Friday. In the first few minutes, it is in Tagalog. There is a <laughs> roller coaster, and I think it's in Palawan. I was about to say Pangasinan, but no, it's in Palawan. There's a roller oh, coaster. Wow. It goes upside down and it malfunctions, and it's owned by Maya Rudolph's character. But the best part is the female character that is suspended upside down is Bernadette Bats, nay Galbatas, who is mm. a lovely person because she liked our podcast when we talked about the debut. She played the sister oh, of Dante nice. Basco, and when I saw her face, I'm like, oh my god, it's Bernadette. And she 
she was upside down, and I'm like, I know her. <laughs> I know her. She gave us props, and she was in that episode, Kuya. Oh, so wonderful, out, wonderful. It was so funny. Totally Tagalog. They're talking upside down, going, oh, my God, what's happening? Why are we still up here? <laughs> and the gag runs is that, no, they're still stuck up there. Some firemen brought up food to them, and I'm like, how would they eat upside down? And that's the total <laughs> gag. <laughs> Eventually, I just thought of you, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is just the perfect, like, oh, Filipino that's hilarious. And just so you know, folks, our Phil Can brothers and sisters and Philip and X community, my Rudolph's character makes a write about those horrible roller coasters and not <laughs> safe restrictions that need to be applied to those theme parks in the Philippines. Just oh my a gosh, denim. that's but hilarious. Yes, Luke, you need to that's watch hilarious. it. And now, truth at the same time. Oh, it's totally funny. So what about you? What have you been up to as we head into a full summer vacation? Yeah, so mm. I'm also going on vacation soon. I'll be off for quite a number of weeks, and so I'm looking ready to do that. And yes. I'm obviously getting ready to go to New York City with my parents and my sisters. Ooh. We usually do some trip together as a family yes. somewhere in North America. And so mm. this year we have chosen New York City. And so we'll be doing that over August long weekend. Oh, nice. And then later on, I'll be visiting a friend in Nanaimo, British oh, no Columbia. Way. And so that will be fun. And then after that, really, because it's been just a busy year work-wise, I'm going to be doing a lot of summer watching. So watching Love Victor, Queer as Folk, the 2022 reboot, mm. Star Trek, Strange New Worlds. I haven't been able to get to any of that. Oh, great. And uh, obviously what you just talked about, Loot, is mm-hmm. also going to be on my list. And then also on Apple Plus TV, I want to see Blackbird, I think it is. I heard that was really good with Karen Edgerton. Yes, and so I want to see that too. So anyways, I've made my list, as you know, and I can't wait to kind of watch all of that during the summer break before we come back for season five. So that's what I've been kind of up to. Is just kind of making lists and getting ready to take my break. And yes, listeners, I do kind of prepare to <laughs> take my vacation and I learn on my vacation. As Siggy Weld knows, when we went to New York City, where I it was like, Sigs, we're going to learn on our time off together. And I know that we talked about this in a previous episode. 10 years Sigs, ago to the day. 10 years ago. Indeed. Tell our listeners, you know, what did we do on our time off together in New York? We booked a lesson at the Apple store to learn how to do a podcast. Little (laughs) did we know from 2009, (laughs) you know, 2008, that fast forward 10 years, we would actually start one. Shocking. Yes. Shocking, shocking, shocking. shocking. uh, Kuya, you need to do some sort of like, whether it's a taste test or you're like a roving podcaster of a New York trip with you. Because I love it. He's up for anything. I'll find, he'll go and find a record store or he'll be like, okay, we're going to go cool place in Soho. Let's have lunch or let's go to Balthazar's. You name it, he'll do it. Like, you want (laughs) to see a show? Let's do it. Did you want to go watch the Beyonce Obsessed at midnight? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Do you want to watch Wolverine at like midnight? Sure. Do you want to go look for some Under Armour? gear there's a great store great prices and then we'll go to the movie at midnight love yeah. it yeah love it yeah yeah yeah. you're totally game for it you're totally exactly. game for I it i just want to hear anyways that, like, that's yeah, go what, ahead say that again i just want to hear again, like, your met stuff if you go to the nyc oh the met stuff I love well that's what i'm planning to do on this yep. particular trip there's at love least it. going to be an afternoon time whether my family wants to come it's like you guys can all have your free time but i'm going to the met to go take yeah, in it, the in america your soul it totally feeds your soul. Every time you it come totally and talk does. about it, I love hearing about it in the fall. You're like, this is what I saw. These are my thoughts. And it becomes like a great little podcast episode. You're like, don't you worry, see, we're going to tie it into a little bit of our Filipino culture. It's great. I love it. Totally. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, that's what we're up to. And talking about travel and vacations, it always think, makes me think about kind of summer cocktails. Yeah. And in this case, it's kind of the theme very much of 
today's merienda episodes, which is really calamansi cocktails. Yes. Calamansi as a whole and closing mm-hmm. out our season. So calamansi, like Sigs, tell our listeners what you know about the drink. This is my favorite part because when we talked about Marianne, we were talking about beverages and you know what? Jesse's so fancy. I love it. He's like, have you ever had calamansi liqueur? I'm like, no. I'm like the mm-hmm. basic. So when we both set this up, I went from a different angle and if you're not familiar with the calamansi, it's also known as a calamondin or a Philippine lime. It's green. Yes. It's small. It's an economically important citrus hybrid predominantly cultivated in the Philippines. It's native in the Philippines and surrounding areas in southern China, Taiwan, Borneo, and Sulawesi. Calamansi is ubiquitous in traditional Philippine cuisine. Most of the time, we've had a calamansi plant when I was growing up, and I would see the little citrus fruits, and I'm like, is this like a lime? My mom's like, sort of, and my mom would chop it up, and like whatever few harvest she'd have, Mm. squeeze it on top of pancit. Right. Mm. There's like freshness. And mom's like, I like to use lemons, but Siggy, this is different. Like this is very Filipino. Limes aren't the same, but when you use calamansi, totally great. It brightens up the pancit. There's a punch. There's a punch in it. I like it. Yeah. It's used in various condiments, beverages, dishes, marinades, preserves. And it's also used in ingredients in cuisines of Malaysia and Indonesia. So Mm -hmm. I've been introduced as more of a citrus thing. And you've seen it, folks, like at the grocery stores, they have it usually in a pout labeled Philippines and just like from concentrate. My interest with you is I haven't been introduced to it as a cocktail itself, Kuya. What's yes. the angle on that? Tell me about that. Yeah. So I only discovered it only probably a decade ago when coming back from the Philippines, you know, you would pass by the equivalent of a duty-free right. in Nino Kino International <laughs> Airport. Yeah. And so it would be like, what's this, right? Mm-hmm. And I would pick up what would basically <laughs> be known as Manil Liqueur de Calamance. <laughs> and so... And then it's just become a tradition now where I just kind of pick it up before I leave back for Canada. And it really possesses the essence of calamansi in a vodka base. And it's exactly as you had described it, just the regular calamansi citrus fruit. It's fresh, it's zesty, it's citrusy. And I believe it's actually the Philippines' answer to a limoncello. You know, except it is a bit more limey in, Mm -hmm. in some ways. And it's typically made in the farms in Mindoro and can be served chilled on the rocks as a chilled shot, can act as a digestive or a summer <laughs> cocktail. And that's when I've had it, actually. And mm. it's been fun to experiment with it in terms of a cocktail. Like sometimes I've just, you know, put a shot and then ginger ale with it. It's like refreshing and clean. And it really acts as a palate cleanser, especially for between courses. So just imagine having all that salty sicilia, all mm-hmm. these salty snacks. Lechon, yeah. Yeah, you know, lichen kawali mm-hmm. or, you know, the garlic manet or the garlic peanuts. Manet. Yes, the peanuts. Or shrimp chips. Like, mm-hmm. you know, all of these, what we would call Filipino bar foods, typically salty. But you can have a half glass of calamansi and some soda and it just clears your palate and you're ready for more. Exactly. And it has this really, kind of like what you were talking about when you take the calamansi fruit and you kind of put it on your, let's say, palabok or your adobo or whatever you want to put it on. It gives also a zesty kick to any of these savory dishes. So I've also known some people to actually use the calamansi liqueur and put it in their dish itself so that they'll actually reduce it and then you'll get that essence, calamansi essence in there. 
I just think it's beautiful that out of all of the Merienda episodes, and yes, this year has been focused on beverages <laughs> that we're ending off on the Calamance liqueur as the final Merienda episode, because I think it's not only just appropriate for the last episode, but it's a way of kind of like finally cleansing our palate of this particular season and getting us ready for season five when we start to plan for that drop in October. So that's what I can tell you about the Calamance, Menil liqueur de Calamance. Okay. So in a little bit of a sidebar, when I was in Niagara at Easter, I picked mm. this up, listeners. I'm holding a bottle in front of Kuya Jazz right now. It's called Good Sense Lemonada, which is Philippine lemon. It's a calamansi concentrate. Now, I saw this. It looks like a water bottle, but it's a very thick gelatinous, like think aloe. And I'm like, mm. is this aloe? And I was like, no, it isn't. And when my dad, he heated up like a cup of hot water. You put mm-hmm. this in there. Delicious. It is. Yeah. Rivals of Salabat. I was like, this mm. is really good. Hot or cold, this is my newest addiction. I think it's like $3 a bottle. I will get you a bottle, Kuya, because <laughs> I, I, right now I never have it shaken it up cold. And I'm like, mm-hmm, oh, I should mm-hmm. wish I had some liquor to make a cocktail. But Lemonada, Philippine Lemon, I don't know if you've ever seen this before. I I've seen, seen that before. Total, yeah. It, I think I've seen it at Seafood City. And actually. it's shocking because I'm like, why is it really thick? But when you put it with hot water, refreshing like a wonderful like soothing sweeter halls i'm like this is great and then when it gets cold it's okay because it ends up being like a citrus refresher what's really interesting about that and i would also say salabad when we talked about that in the merienda episode is is, is that it seems to have a medicinal quality but it Mm. doesn't taste like medicine (laughs) you know what i mean exactly it i don't even want to say it's halls but i'm like no it's just Good citrus, like without it yeah. going like hollow up your nose. But I'm like, this is is tasty. It is yeah. tasty, and like it's very tasty. I know that you and I are like, okay, what does it taste like? I think our listeners know. It's just this. It's distinct. It's lime. It's refreshing. It's a palate cleanser. Like I think you really summed it up. Of like, that's what it tastes like. And right now, the way that you described the liqueur, I feel like it's that warm up episode where you just curated yourself in linen <laughs> on the island. Yes. I feel like you should be having this like apérol spritz with some of the calamansi in it. It sounds yeah. Well, perfecto. actually, that's yeah. a really good idea. Perhaps maybe during the summer, I will see if I can kind of develop a recipe for calamansi liqueur and some type of seltzer. Of, mm-hmm. of some sort. But to me, the juice, yeah. the liquor is like a tangy lemonade. Like when I think about mm-hmm. calamansi juice, mm-hmm. it's like a tangy lemonade. But the liquor, to me, it's it tastes like a lime version of Jack Daniel's Tennessee honey. I don't know if you've ever had no. Tennessee honey before. I love Tennessee honey. In fact, yeah. I usually mix Tennessee honey with lemonade. And then it's my like North American <laughs> refresher drink. Good. It's really great. And Michael loves it when I kind of make that mix for a hot summer's August night. And, That's a good call. And if I had the Melanil liqueur de Calamance on and I wanted a lime version, then I would just mix lemonade with the liquor. And it's just fantastic too. It's just fantastic. And it, again, has that tangy, citrusy, punchy flavor. It's just wonderful. I totally see your bar set up right now. <laughs> every time I go to your house, it's, he has this lovely, handsome bar set up and beautiful glasses and stuff. Mm. I can see you mix it. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. as I'm in this like haze of cocktails and stuff, and like you had just mentioned, this palate cleanser from season four to season five. You mm. know what, Kuya? This is the perfect time, as you say, to let's toast the close of season four. We yes, made it yes. through another season in our five-season plan of the Hollow Hollow podcast. I thought it would be fun just to go take a quick stroll down season four memory lane. I would love to hear from both of us, and we'll start with you. 
Tell me some of the most memorable topics we discussed this year on the mm-hmm. podcast. Go ahead. You know, I know that we had started this tradition on the podcast of doing these social justice episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think a favorite discussion of mine and something that I've been meditating on before we actually dropped those episodes in February was on community care. Right. And we got a chance to in the social justice episodes to talk about what does community care look like? So such as boycotting mm-hmm. or calling in or organizing. And I just really enjoyed having this discussion for our social justice episodes and that this four-part capsule collection allowed me to sort out my thoughts and share with you and share with our listeners on how community care can look and how we need community care more than ever in terms yeah. of how this world is going these days. So that's one of the things that I, that set of four topics was something that was memorable. Something that was also very memorable for me, at least, was having such a deep dive on Filipino podcasters uh-huh. this year, you yeah. know? So Sam Sabel of The Lost Shaman and Sapphire Sandal of Stories with Sapphire and Christine Abergano yes. of the Game True Comedy yeah. Podcast. It was so f- incredibly fun to talk to Sam and to hear Sam's thought process and creation of developing the lost shaman. And then just seeing Christine Abragana's reaction to the taste test. Like it just tickled me. It just, just tickled me because everything that I said was true. And it was just, maybe it was my love letter to her in terms of the podcast. But I think the reason why it's so meaningful is simply because as podcasters, we know the passion and the energy and the time that it takes to create one of these episodes. And just seeing their art kind of come through, I can't help but applaud them. So it was great to have a deep dive on so many Filipino podcasters this season. So those have been some of the most memorable discussions and memorable topics for me. How about you? What were some of the memorable topics or discussions that you're going to walk away with from season four? I really like the discourse when you introduced me to the Aswang Project and episode Mm. 404, we talked about the Aswang controversy. And we got a lot of feedback from the listeners. And Mm. one of the feedback was actually from Jordan from the Aswang Project. And right, right. I think what he appreciated, and some of his supporters and his listeners just said, we really appreciate this measured look. It wasn't about, we wanted to see where people were coming from. And I think the tone that you and I had discussed and that was taken, we presented in the episode to encourage thoughtful discussion. And yes, it happened. Yes. And if we've had people pop in, they said, yeah, this is really great. And it's very interesting. And Jordan himself was vulnerable to us where he said, you know, it's hard to hear strangers talk about you, but I continue to learn and I appreciate this type of discussion happening and him reposting it. I thought that was really not just mature, but I'm like, it's evolving and learning. So yeah, go ahead. And aren't we all learning? Aren't we all learning? And I think that, you know, when we were talking about the Aswang controversy, really just trying to understand it from all sides and that it wasn't about one truth it was probably about multiple truths existing. And then how do we see these competing narratives actually intertwine and possibly even cooperate? You know, because I don't think anyone woke up one day trying to hurt other people. No. You know, I don't think, I don't think that was anybody's intention, but wanted to understand how did we get to this point? And so it was interesting for us to talk about this and to kind of, try to unpack it the way that we could unpack it from our vantage points here in Ontario. So, yeah, I also appreciated that discussion. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I really enjoyed, and I can go on for hours, there is an amazing 
amount of, and there's so much more Filipino, Canadian, Filipino, Filipinex, Filipina Canadian content like Romeo Candido's Top Line, Alan Matudio's mm. graphic novel Kasama, Being at the Miranda Truck in Ottawa, Chell's mm-hmm. Small Town Pride documentary on CBC Jam, mm-hmm. Focus, the Showpile documentary on right. YouTube, Sam Sabal from Sabal Studios for La Shaman. It was great to finally tap in and find all this. Filipino Canadian content in Canada, which is what you know we were about, and there was a mm-hmm. lot of elevating and celebrating. It's wonderful, and yeah. uh, reciprocated. All the people we mentioned, like shout outs back out to us and to each other. Like we were all lifting each other up and just praising each other, and just seeing this representation across the board. It's so great. It's so so great. Amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what was our funniest discussions that you can recall? I know you and I laugh a lot. But there's we- something that just, it really, it really makes me laugh. And when people who actually meet us are through the podcast, like, oh, you guys are naturally like this, like off the cuff and funny. We're like, shockingly, yes. Yes, this is we are. <laughs> people talk to us and say, oh, you guys have such good chemistry. And it's like what you say, Sigs. It's like 25 years in the making in, in <laughs> exactly. a lot of ways, right? <laughs> that there is such a, a shorthand between the two of us. And I know what you find funny and vice versa. Yeah. I think the funniest discussion was what you pitched to me and situationally found ourselves in, which was being on location, of course, in various places. But the funniest was podcasting in your car for episode 418625 <laughs> of the Miranda Shex actual hollow hollow and reviewing it and it was hilarious just doing it in your car while at the same time talking to our various iPhones hoping that the quality would be okay to publish that was just hilarious to me because it was just almost absurd that we were trying to do all of this and then suddenly it's like okay I guess we're gonna just do this in the middle of Sig's car somewhere in Prince of Wales Drive yeah, yeah the and it was just Ottawa. kind of like, what is this place? Like, this is the most, this is the last place I would expect a Filipino food truck, and yet here it is, and here we are podcasting. And I just thought, I don't know that I could have ever predicted this, and it was just situationally funny to me but, that we were kind of doing that. But the other thing that people don't realize, aside from us like mowing mm. down food, is when we do our intros and outros, we have that written down. Yes. But when you ask us to do it, you could see us pause. Like, if you didn't see Jess, like, I'm going to count you in. And I'm, like, staring at him. He's like, go. I'm like, all right. And I was like, um, I think I remember what we say. And all I hear is Jess, he's like, I can do it in post. We can edit it after. But I'm like, I was just laughing because I'm like, oh, we're very bright, sharp people. But sometimes, you know, just those little. Just having to remember us. our intros <laughs> and our outros. Like, it was like, it was up. hilarious having to think it through. <laughs> All of a sudden, because, you know, we couldn't have our phones be both recording and projecting while holding a hollow hollow in our hand. And then I loved your reaction at one point. It was like, oh, my God, you're practically done. And I'm like, I can't get enough of this hollow hollow as I was like scarfing it down like as if there was no tomorrow because it was that fantastic. It was. And we got a good follower out of Mark. From Mary Hand to Snack Track. Love you, Mark. I'm, you're coming back on the podcast. Yes, in the I fall. can't wait for us to talk to Mark so on the podcast. Yes. And, I mean, when you have like a Toron inside your Hollow Hollow, come on. Come of course. On. Come on. You know, how can that not be great? So all that of that <laughs> was just, it tickled me. It just tickled me in the most funniest ways because in some ways it bordered on absurdity in my mind. The one other funniest discussion, or I guess set of discussions is, and you know, listeners, Sigs works hard to put all of these warm-ups together to kind of warm us up before we actually do <laughs> our main episode. But I just absolutely love the tell me your Filipino 
without telling me your Filipino warm-ups. They were just so funny to me because having to think it through is just hilarious. It's kind of, it just shows you how being Filipino is thread throughout our lives and we don't even know it sometimes, you know, <laughs> until you think about it in these terms. So just absolutely loved it. And then just some of the things that kind of like, yeah, why do we do that? Or why does that happen? Or, or, or whatever or the case Or thread that it, like just links us all. Whether, yeah. you know, Sherry and Terry from, you know, Filipinos in Montreal, like who does eat the San Diego's food? Yeah. Because that's a mystery. And I, you know what? I just have to say, here's a rejoinder on that before okay. I ask you what you thought were some of the funniest discussions this season was, I asked my mom, I said, mom, do you eat Santa Nino's food? She's like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, so does that, so then I asked her, I said, does that mean dad eats Santa Nino's food? She said to me, I don't know. <laughs> so it's still a mystery. Still, it's still a mystery. Still. So I still have to ask my dad, dad, do you eat Santa Nino's food? You know, so I'll have to report on that in season that's five. That's a joint podcast. Filipinos Montreal, Sabelle Studios. I think that's true I crime. I think it is a true I crime. think it's true crime. <laughs> it was so natural the way you said it. And I have to agree with you. That was one of our funniest episodes, especially when it you was. have like a stacked studio yes. with Cherry Terry and Eric. Eric. But I do have to say, what shocks me though, I think of these absurd warm-ups and all of a sudden, Jez, he gets really serious. So if you remember episode 416.5, I had these things about battle episodes. And Mm. I had that battle of like Elmo versus Big Bird. And you became so thoughtful. You're like, you know, Elmo (laughs) does represent something serious. And I'm like, how are you taking this to a whole other where I'm like, this is just jokes. You're like, no, he made it into like a total discourse. And I'm like, we need to revisit that. And you're like, I do. There's more to this, Siggy. Oh, there's totally more to that topic for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Elmo all the way, right? I I guess I have you around after all these years because you make me smarter. So I don't sound too silly. I'm glad I can help. I'm glad I I can help. I greatly appreciate it. So you can up my ante and intelligence. Mm, Now, mm -hmm. we've talked about gas. There has been a plethora. It's grown and grown since season one. Who sticks out in your mind of the space that we've enjoyed sharing this season? Sure. I have three sets. So one is, I have to say, I really enjoyed talking to my cousin, Krista, who's an early childhood educator. Yes, yes. It was so funny to discover how we both (laughs) share a latent truancy streak and how scandalous that all was. But it was great to talk to her about school and truancy (laughs) and education and a path not taken and all of that stuff because she could personally relate. And I thought that that was a great story to kind of put out in our season this year. The other is actually Armand and Mm -hmm. his holiday serenade to us. Yes. So beautiful and so touching. And it was like, oh my God, the Vox Hunters is doing a personal... concert for us on our podcast. It's like six. How many people get a personal concert from the Vox Hunters? With hand piano and their pup in the background? Oh my God. It was so wonderful. It was so wonderful. So having Armin on was just fantastic. And Sigs, it's like, I can't wait for us to see them. Like, when are we going to go see the Vox Hunters When they start touring, I'm loving it. And onto that link, and I don't mean to jump on you here. I have to Mm. agree with you. Armin was a great guest. And let's see, maybe we might see him because the movie Hocus Pocus was filming in his town, which is set to release in October at Disney Plus. And I did get to ask him, I'm like, 
did you put in? He's like, yes, I've tried to audition. They need background people, Siggy. I'm like, well, yes. I want to know if he's going to be in that movie. Oh, I and hope they, just they do, dropped, or at least they we just see them, it. right? Yeah, I mean, taste test, Armin, come back. I know he will. Yes. <laughs> so We'll have to do that. I we'll have, have to, to do like an October taste test with Hocus Pocus. Absolutely. It comes back soon enough. The other set of folks that mm-hmm. I enjoyed, of course, was Filipinos in Montreal. So Eric, Terry, and Sherry of that project. And, you know, and I just enjoyed how they highlighted the importance of Bayanian and Capua and being able to thrive in the city of Montreal. Those were some of the highlights for me and some of the guests that have come on to season four. How about you? Linking what? to the last three, the Filipinos of Montreal, much props. Um, I know this episode comes out later in July. This weekend, they had a big Sari Sari night in Montreal. Mm. Congrats. Congrats, fam. You guys did a yes. great job. I saw the posts. Keep it going. They are thriving in Montreal. It was to cap off June, Filipino Canadian Heritage Month. It was mm. great to pair up with them. And we. this is an ending. We're going to be in each other's orbits again uh, soon. Those guys, I can't wait. Yeah, like Eric can't literally wait. texted me. He's like, when am I going to see you again? I'm like, I know. And Terry <laughs> went to get a haircut. I'm like, you better not cut off your hair. He's like, no, no, it's just a trim. It's just a trim. I'm like, good. Oh, no. Good, good, yeah, good. Keep your hair. Keep, keep your, your hair. hair, guys, because they offset us, right, with their beautiful yeah, totally. maids. <laughs> Two of them and Sherry so with the dark veins. I see their pictures and I'm like, we're, we're balancing them out. The Ontario boys are balancing them out. That's right. That's right. They, we're totally they were balanced. lovely. And it was about thriving and it was wonderful. And they networked and they introduced us to many more people. I really have mm. to say again, we mentioned here again, Sam from Sabelle Studios. Now, this Phil Can creative explaining this world dimension she created through the Lost Shaman. Right now, our friend Sam is like off the Amalfi Coast. She's in Italy. I, I texted her because she had these gorgeous... I'm like, these pictures need to come. Like, keep on coming. And she has these beautiful foods and these gorgeous shots. And I'm like, are you going to travel vlog or not? She's like, well, it looks something interesting. I'm like, you better start. Like, I was just teasing her because oh just gorgeous stuff. She was a delight. And it was just really great to have her in the studio and just see her thought process and soundscapes. And, you know, oh, with her, beautiful. you know, having like a normal, in quotation, job in the day. And then this passion project at night, I just... I aspire to all these creatives that we link up to to say, like, mm. you know, this is just these side jobs that are just fueling them in the creative space. These passion projects, It's wonderful. Really, yeah. It's wonderful to find these like-minded people. Now, and for the future, for our Hello Hello podcast listeners that have stuck by us to for four seasons, what do you think they can expect from us for season five? You know, a lot more pride and joy, if I can kind of call it that, (laughs) from what was a proof of concept many years ago to now a full-fledged podcast. I think you're just going to hear a lot more Filipino pride. I think a lot more guests to come, you know, more voices to be added to this passion project. And also kind of coming down the pipeline that we can kind of give you an early preview of is launching a separate podcast where we do a deeper dive on a topic in need of greater reflection and discussion by the Filipino community. And so that's something that we'll be working on over the next couple of months and then be releasing on a once per month episode and we'll have more details in the fall. I think that's the best teaser to leave that on. So (laughs) aside from us finally signing off, Kuya, I just want to say season four, can you believe like it's been a pleasure so far and I look forward Mm -hmm. for like our summer retreat after we become refreshed and for us to like come back in October. Like I'm very excited. Me too. I'm still surprised where I'm like, and someone had asked me, how long have you done the podcast for? I'm like, oh, four going on five years. Yeah. Yes. It's gone by so quickly.
Oh my God. In terms of syndication rights, like <laughs> it's the perfect amount, typically a hundred episodes. So here it is. And we have more than a hundred episodes. That's true. Easy to kind of put out there. If anyone wanted to kind of license. License <laughs> all, us. All we, should be, we should be like wheeling out a cake and stuff. That's what they usually do. Yeah. That's <laughs> and you and I cut it together and look, look so cute and uh, that's right, share that's it with right. people. So yeah, that something to aspire to season five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I just can't wait to see what's going to be in store. And I know I've got some ideas. I know, Sigs, that you've got some ideas. But listeners, you're just going to have to wait until October. And on that, though, I guess we'll take us out for this close of season four. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, and any suggestions for season number five, email us at holohollopopculture at gmail.com. I promise I will check the inbox more. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the Holo Holo podcast is available where you can find all podcasts Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, what have you. Come on, download, rate us, leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on our socials, Twitter at Holo Holo Pop, and we are vibrant on Instagram. I'm on it all the time at Holo Holo Pop Culture. Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Chelteringen, and we'll see all of you in the fall. See you guys in the fall. Safe travels in Gatkakuya this summer. Thanks. Take care, Sig. <laughs> All right. <laughs>